Coming to you from Helping Our Music Evolve in Nashville, this is The Quinn Spin. Hey now, and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of The Quinn Spin. I'm your host, The Quinn. I'm back here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, and more for another riveting installment of the official podcast of Underground Music Collective. You just heard Revel 9's All I've Become at the top of the show. That's been our opening theme song since 2014. It's been for seven of the eight years we've existed, and it will be for a lot longer because it's going to be there till the end of time. Very excited to be back here at Helping Our Music Evolve in East Nashville, the heart of Music City, Tennessee. And I have not one, not two, but three (laughs) guests here today on the show. I'm very excited. From my left to right, I'm going to introduce them, then I'll let them introduce themselves as we do. We have T. Walls, we have Esquire, we have Keith Mosley joining us on the show. Guys, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, no, no, no problem, problem, no problem. No problem. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Now, they're all part of a collective called Wall to Wall Entertainment. We're going to get way into that. But before I spoil too much, individually, one by one, we'll start with you, T. Three standard questions I ask every guest of the show, those being, who are you? What are your passions? And why on earth would you want to come on the Quinn Spin? Who am I? I think the best way to answer that is, and, you know, I say this as humble as possible. But, you know, I want to be that guy that everyone is listening to going forward. Why is that the first thing I'm saying? Because I mean it. I want everybody to know I mean that. I want to be the person you are listening to (laughs) by the end of this podcast. And, you know, that's that's where we need to take it. Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot the other two questions. What are your passions? (laughs) (laughs) Well, for one, you know, one of my passions is music. I love music. And I mean, you know, that's the reason why we're here. I love music. Music has been, you know... Something I've done for years. It's my getaway. It's my way out. It's literally like I feel like it has a control over me at, at sometimes. So, you know, when it comes to passions, that's the biggest one. I mean, of course, you know, I love sports. Yeah. Go Tom Brady. Oh, no. A lot of people don't like that. You, you know, he's the GOAT. There's no arguing. I right? hated him yeah. for 20 years. I'm a dog. Yeah, see? see? There's no argument. There's yeah. no argument left. It's but good. I mean, you yeah. know, outside of that, though, I mean, you know, I like my Titans. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very true to where I'm from. Uh, you know, God bless my dad for putting the Patriots on me super early in my life. But, you know, it is what it is at this point. So, you know, I deal with it. Um, And the last question. Why on earth would you want to come on this show? Well, I mean, you're a great person, man. I mean, (laughs) I feel like, you know, I've, I've, I've known you for a little bit now. You know, we've been working on a few different things. And I mean, you know, I can appreciate, you know, the opportunity to even come here. So and then, I mean, you know, it's, it's good to let people hear, you know, fresh ideas, fresh voices, you know, all that good stuff. And I mean, you know, we're all here, you know, for music. Yeah, that's the biggest takeaway here. So it's like, you know. That's 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 the big passion of mine. And that'll be the real reason why I'm here, you know, to let everyone know, hey, music is the way to go. That's your way out. That's my way out. We're all here together. Mm -hmm. And we all have to do it together. Rising tide raises all boats, as we like to say around here. And we're going to be talking about one of those things we're working on later on the show. But first, let's keep moving down the line, sir. Go ahead. What's up? You know, it's Esquire. Uh, Who am I? I mean, I'm just a, a, you know, a guy from Petersburg, Virginia. You know, let that be known. Uh, Man, I done did a lot, you know, military, all types of shit. So I guess I'm just multi-talented or whatever, (laughs) spread across the board with it, you know. Uh, My passions, shit, sports, my kids, music, of course. I've been doing music my whole life. Uh, 
shoot, bowling, you know, just having fun, you know. You ever bowl I, 300? No, no, no. I ain't that good. I, I ain't that good. I'd probably, probably get you like a two, two, 220 or something that's like that. I could do. Yeah, you know, that's just with a house ball, though. <laughs> nah, uh, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> uh, my passions, you know, it's very basic. I guess I'm not a basic guy, but you know, as far as my my passions, as far as a man, you know, sports, grilling, you know, mm-hmm. that type of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just who I am. Passionate type type guy. You know, been that way since we met. Uh, why why I want to come here? You know, well for one. My boy put me on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, I got this thing, whatever, yada, yada. So, of course, I want to come here. And then, you know, music, supporting you, of course, you know, the Quinn Spin, been listening, taking a couple. Thanks. Yeah, you know, uh, and just to get myself out there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I'm trying to, trying to be the next big thing in R&B, you know, bringing love back, you know, that's mm-hmm. We need love more than ever right yes, now. Yes, sir. We mm-hmm. do. Absolutely. I'm here for it. I'm here to bring it, <laughs> and I'm here to give it to you. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Uh, well, my name is Keith Mosley. Um, and who am I? You know, I'm just a regular dude, you know, from Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, small town. Um, and I always had a passion for sports, of course. Uh, also being artistic, um, I always had a passion for music, but when I was younger, I never had any resources to explore it. Yeah, so what I would usually do is like, I used to draw and I used to paint, like I used to do a whole type of artistic stuff. I had like drawing books growing up. I had like easels and stuff that I would paint on. So I always had a passion for being, um, uh, being artistic. Then I got into music, uh, in 2012, my freshman year. Me and one of, my, uh, one of my roommates that I grew up with, you know, we started doing music together. And then actually, that's the year I actually met T. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, ever since then, I just, you know, I've just been sticking with music. You know, it was just my passion. It's always been a way out. It's always been a way, a way for me to express myself. Um, and the reason that I put so much heart into it, because I remember growing up listening to different artists and like I felt like they were speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Or they would be helping me get through any hard times that I was going through at that point. So I try to kind of return a favor for anyone who may want to listen to me. Let them know, like, hey, you know, I'm just a regular person. I'm just doing what I love to do, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And if you just keep working, keep grinding, eventually you'll get to where you want to be at. Absolutely. Um, what brings me on the show? Boy T. Walls here. <laughs> he hit me. Hey, he told me, he said, you know, we got an opportunity, you know, do a – radio podcast and I'm always like you know let's do it you know I love networking I love meeting new people and uh trying to find different opportunities to get myself out there as well so mm-hmm. welcome to the show and thank you thank you. you you uh got us that was a nice segue into the next portion which is we're going to talk about our artistic and musical beginnings here and how you guys chose to pursue your creative path so Keith you did a great job uh starting us off there okay. anybody who wants to kind of continue that and how you got started and all this T looks like you're ready to go yeah so you know after listening to him he's kind of sparked you know an interest and he's kind of really got me thinking you know when it comes to a lot of this stuff just because I mean you know I started doing music man when I was I don't know man I was like maybe 10 11 man it was I was young Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I didn't know anything, you know, how to write a verse. I didn't know where to start. But, 
You know, I will never forget my first song I ever did was with one of my cousins who was maybe about 16 at the time. He went by 6'3". The reason why he called himself 6'3", you can guess it, it was his height. It was his height. That's the reason why he went by 6'3". But he gave me my first song. I still tell him to this day how much I appreciate that first song he ever put me on. But the moment he started doing that and the moment I did that, it just kind of took off from there. I started buying everything. Like I had my mom ordering every little thing I needed for my (laughs) home studio. I mean, I was in middle school, you know, trying to record stuff. And I mean, I was doing it. I mean... You can go back and find some of my old stuff on like that piff and like all those other mixtape <laughs> sites back in the day. Like I still got stuff out there. It's kind of crazy to think about. But I mean, you know, going from there, I mean, man, it even got so good to the point, man, in high school, my senior year, my entire high school let me and my best friend at the time perform at our high school prom, our senior year. It was that like we had that much traction behind us then. But I mean, you know. Everything happens for a reason, and it's kind of like, you know, kind of going from there, I shifted gears to college. You know, I wanted to focus my time there. I wanted to have that backup plan because I feel like a lot of people don't have it. So, I mean, you know, I wanted that degree. I wanted that extra knowledge. And, you know, taking up uh, business as a minor has shown me, you know, the ways that I can, like, put that into the music. You know, the ways that I can try to help me and my other two guys, you know, get where we want to get. Because, I mean, that's the one thing I will say about, you know, Esquire and Keith. The reason we're all in this is because I feel like we all got the same mindset. We all want the same end result. We all want to be the next biggest thing. And I truly believe, you know, in due time, it's going to get there. Mm. And, you know, with all that being said, man, we're going we're gonna to make it happen. I know we are. Mm. And, and business sense is such an underrated skill in music. And yeah. I think a lot of people get into music not realizing how, especially now more than ever, how important that is, right, to treat it like a business, you know, mm. to not just treat it like a hobby and to go forward thinking, okay, how can I keep growing? How can I keep evolving? How can I keep building those relationships and making those connections? You know, marketing, you know, everything's in our hands now as independent creatives, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, before, maybe, you know, if you're lucky enough to get signed to a label back in the day, you know, they have a whole team of people. You are starting from scratch and building your team as you go now. And I'll Mm -hmm. be honest with you too. I mean, you know, of course, you know, every once in a while, and even back before, I used to always think to myself, I would love to get that phone call, you know, from Mm -hmm. one of those labels. But I'll be honest with you, at this point, it'll take a serious, like, crazy good offer for me to sign with anybody. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is really just because I want to be on top. I want to start from the very bottom and work my way all the way to the top. I don't like things handed to me. I never have. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, when it comes to putting in the time, the effort, you know, going through the pain and struggle, I'm for all of it because I want to be that one person that say, you know, I hit rock bottom when it came to the music, but you Mm -hmm. see where I'm at now. Yeah. 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 And and I think too, doing it that way lets you stay more authentic in your creativity too. You know, I, I run into artists that I've just met, you know, throughout this journey who, you know, they try to pursue that like major label path, you know, where, you know, somebody's kind of making the creative decisions for you, not kind of, they are making the creative decisions for you. (laughs) And that's, that's the number one way I see people burn out and either give up music or kind of take a step back and reassess and then decide to go do their own thing. Anyway, you might as well just do it from the jump and build that from the ground up because it's going to save you a certain sense of heartbreak and a certain sense of giving up your autonomy if you just go and do it yourself and gut it out and learn those lessons. Learn how to do everything so then when you're building your team, you can then delegate that out and find people who fit the culture of what you do, mm-hmm. who fit the authentic vision of what you do. It's just the way to go, and it's the way I see more and more artists deciding to go from the jump. You know, I think 
you know, there are a couple certain genres, country being one of them, where a lot of people just try to fit into that mold of what the radio, what the, <laughs> you know, CMAs want you to be. And I see more artists in that genre than any other just burn out and either quit or decide, you know, screw this. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm doing it my way. Man, like I said, I've been involved in this since 08, and <laughs> I don't see myself being burned out. I've taken breaks, you know, just for school purposes, but mm-hmm. I always make my way back to it. And, you know, by me doing that and by me, you know, finally being out of school and having a career and doing music, you know, outside of my career, it's, it's, it's just like, it, it's, oh, man, I, I can't step away. I know I can. I yeah. can't step away. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. And it's possible to make it fit in with the the other aspects of your life. Yep. Having a career. Yep. Having a family, yep. too. You know, I think, you know, especially starting out, a lot of people think, I need to dedicate all of my time to yes. this. Every waking hour. You know, it's good to have that variance in your life to be able to then come back to it, you know, fresh, yep. you know, creatively, you know, be able to kind of just look at things and take a step back and look at things through a different lens, you know, by focusing your attention on something else for a while. You know, I, I, I'm bad at taking breaks, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So that's something that I definitely like, you know, I've had to learn the hard way myself is you need to just, you need that step back. You need that balance in your life. It's going to make you a better creative. Mm-hmm. I will say to add to this because I think you asked me this and I forgot you kind of asked you know how did we all kind of become a collective thing mm-hmm. well I met each of these guys separately I met Esquire here from when we were working literally I don't know 2013 14 maybe 15, 15 some, somewhere around there we were working at Walmart mm-hmm. and that's where I met him at literally at co-worker mm-hmm. it kind of went from you know just conversations about music and you know who we like to you know, me finding out that he's a damn good fucking singer. And I'm just like, yo, why Why is this guy not famous? Do you hear this voice? Like, what's going on? All through Walmart. All through Walmart. <laughs> singing through Walmart. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, walking through these stores just singing. But I guarantee you, though, anybody who heard him, I bet they stopped in second and looked at him twice. Like, who's that singing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to hear from Esquire now to kind of see how he got started, you know, and where that came from, you know? Oh, man. I mean, like I said, I've been doing music all my life, going to church with my mm-hmm. grandma in the yeah. choir and stuff like that. But as far as, like, on my own performing, uh, I can remember shit. It was a long time ago. I performed, not performed, but I sung at a Super Bowl party. Usher, mm-hmm. you got it bad. Mm-hmm. And I just remember seeing my mom, like, like oh, oh, snap. Like, I don't think she knew I could sing like that. You right. know what I'm saying? I just stopped the whole party. They weren't even worried about the, the Super Bowl. And ever since then, I was like, shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, I can put that type of smile on my mama's face. What can I do for everybody else? You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, you know, in in high school, I had some friends. We was doing, recording out the living room and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a little group called Fly Guys. I mean, but it was all right. But, you know, it wasn't nothing like what I'm doing now. Right. Uh, 2016, I was with T. I was with a... Uh, some some people called We Go Hard Productions. Mm-hmm. It kind of f- flamed out, you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. shit, that was 2016 was when it really got like, you know, saying, oh shit, I can really do this. Like mm-hmm. I'm in the studio, I'm doing my voice this way, I'm doing my voice that way, mm-hmm. I'm harmonizing with myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Ever since like 2016, I was like, yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to do it this way, and you know, try to get out, make something for myself, and not just for myself, for my family, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes me curious too, Keith and and T, uh, whoever wants to go next. When did you guys know that you had something worth pursuing, talent wise? Well, for me, 
like I said, I started doing music in like 2012. Yeah. Um, one of my friends that I grew up with, we were roommates in college, and we just started recording, making music, just doing stuff in our free time, you know, just kind of fooling around. And then like, it was like two or three summers straight where I was just, I just kept recording, I kept making music. You know, I didn't think nothing of it. I had free time, so I said, you know, just let me see where this goes. And I would always have like friends and family say, you know, hey, you, you actually sound pretty good. You should, you know, get serious and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then, you know, once more and more people started telling me that and I started like thinking about it, I'm like, you know, I think they're right. Like if I really put it, you know, put my whole time into this like I should, I, I feel like I can take it somewhere. Yeah. So around like, I want to say 2016, 2017, that's when I actually started taking music like very serious. Mm-hmm. I started buying specific equipment mm-hmm. um, just for me to set up my own home studio. Yeah. Um, you know, buying, you know, the different software, Pro Tools, using Fruity Loops to make my beats, um, even buying cameras and stuff so that way I can do my own photo shoots whenever mm-hmm. I want to. So I just started focus on, focusing on becoming really independent um, because I was broke. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I didn't have a lot of That's money. <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of money to, like, pay for studio time yeah. or pay producers for the beats like I wanted to. So I just had to, like learn to start doing everything myself do the best you can with what you've got exactly yeah. and it angle i got hard to the point where i thought about quitting but i was mm-hmm. like you know i put in so much time i don't want to i don't want to waste it you did right yeah <laughs> you did, so right? yeah i mean and you know fast forward and now it's like i, I can be completely independent like yeah. i don't i'm not dependent on a producer to send me a beat i can just go upstairs and make my own beat whenever i want right I don't need to wait on an engineer for studio time or for vocals because I can I can do that stuff on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, it does take a lot of work and it does take a lot of time, but I'm glad I got that out the way. Um, so now, I mean, I just feel like, you know, on the way is up from here. Mm-hmm. I just got to keep putting in the work, keep networking, mm-hmm. um, keep meeting the right people and just hopefully everything will fall in place. Yeah. And that work never stops, yeah. right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. always that next level. There's always that next mountain to climb. But right. What I've found, you know, because I've been doing the show for eight years, you know, the more accustomed you get to taking those lumps, the more accustomed you get to doing the work, mm-hmm. you know, there's this recognition of, okay, I've been here before, even when things get hard, mm-hmm. you know, and you're able to push through it more readily, I think. Yeah. And yeah. it may, every single time you go through a tough period, you know, a period, even when, when you're thinking of quitting it, you come out stronger on the other end right. and you prosper more yeah. on the mm-hmm. other end of that than you even did beforehand, you know? And that's the thing is like, there's no easy route to do this the way you want to do it. There's no easy way. You know, you just have to keep going through that. You're going to have boom periods. You're going to have bus periods. You're going to have everything in between, Mm -hmm. you know, but you just keep that work going. Yeah. If you're listening to me speak right now, there's a good chance that you're a musician, a content creator, some kind of entrepreneur. Whatever the case, that means that you're a business owner and all business owners need to have a system for managing their finances. And I will be the first to tell you that this was absolutely terrifying to me at first. And that was until I spoke with Dan Bobick of MoneyWorks Financial Coaching. MoneyWorks Financial Coaching helps early to mid-career singles and couples organize their finances. Dan works individually with clients, like you and me, to build a personalized system for effectively managing their finances so that they can live and give with joy and confidence. After I consulted with Dan, I can tell you I was no longer terrified by the money conversation. 
Dan's approach and demeanor gave me the peace of mind and reassurance I needed to feel like I was in control of my finances and that they were on the right track. My relationship with money has improved exponentially and I now move forward with more confidence in my business and my life. You can schedule a free consultation by going to moneyworkscoaching.com. I guarantee you'll gain confidence and perspective on your finances and when you do, you can use my coupon code. It is UMC5 at checkout for a 5% discount on MoneyWorks Financial Coaching Services. Again, that is UMC5. Head to MoneyWorksCoaching.com. I kind of have a funny story for what kind of like drove me to realize, hey, I can really do this. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've mentioned, you know, I think what did it for me was early on when I was in high school. I mean, of course, I was young, but I mean, you know, at this point I was I, I feel like I was writing, but I don't think I was writing with an actual purpose. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was just writing, you know, just to just to be flashy, just to rhyme, you know, just mm-hmm. to make something up, just to sound good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you guys exactly what I did. So. Going into my 12th grade year, I wrote a song called GPS. All right, so you know you hear that, you probably think about a navigation system. Hell no. <laughs> Listen, that song was referencing a Magnum condom in a gold wrapper. And that's and GPS stood for Gold Pack Shouty. <laughs> All right. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So listen, so listen. Like you said, just because you hear Shouty, so... It was so crazy to the point where me and the guy at the time, he went by Levi. Me and him wrote this song, man, like in 2011. We recorded that song, and when I tell you, everybody in our senior class went crazy. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I really didn't put no effort into that. I'm like, so I can only imagine what happens, you know, if I write about something, you know, that's real or something, you know, that's that's hard on my mind, you know, things I've been through. I'm like, I only can imagine. So. I mean, you know, we put that song out and it just pops and everybody just loves it at our high school. Mm-hmm. It even gets so good to the point where they put, they allow us to perform it, I think, at a pep rally before homecoming and then at our senior prom. So I was like, wow. I'm like, at this mm-hmm. point, I'm like, they didn't put me on stage twice. I'm like, that's that should say something, yeah. you know. And I mean, at this point, I mean, of course, we're all young and, you know, we all kind of listen to the same music at that point in my life. But that's what really did it for me. Once I saw the response I got from, you know, the students there, the teachers there, even the damn, you know, principal at the damn school. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like, people really like this. I'm like, I, I'm over. I was overwhelmed at that point. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it kind of started there. And I mean, I made that song, and ever since then, it's just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, there's no stop. Like, I have to. I, w- I want to experience that same crowd that I experienced yeah. that night during prom. That was mm. the craziest thing I have ever experienced so far. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you don't get. You don't forget that. Uh, uh-uh. don't forget that at all. We all need those reassurances or assurances in the first place along the line that we're right. on the right track, right? You know, it definitely helps us inform the journey going forward. You know, okay, I want to reach this height, but even better next time. Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. feel that feeling again, but at another level. Yeah. You know, and certainly you guys continue to work. Now, I'm I'm curious that we touch on a, l- a little bit on how you and Esquire came together. How did Keith come into the fold here? <laughs> so I'm gonna let him chime in with this, but I, me and him actually, so we met our freshman year in college. Yeah, 
and yep. we stayed on the same exact floor, mm-hmm. which was like the fourth floor of the freshman dorm. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you went to MTSU in 2012, <laughs> you heard how crazy that fourth floor yeah, was, listen, man. That fourth floor was crazy. I don't even want to tell y'all what the G- what was what, what the GPA was for that floor. <laughs> That's how much they partied. It wasn't yeah. even. Yeah. It was. It was like the lowest. It was, it was like, like the, the lowest, lowest they had the ever class. had. Or something. Yeah. yeah, it was something crazy, it was man. Stupid. It was like I don't even want to tell y'all, man. What's a good story from that floor? Do you have a good story from that floor? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but no, 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 that's fine. Um, I don't. So I vividly remember a story, but I can't give enough detail. But I'll try. So I vividly remember this one guy that was from another country. I don't remember exactly what this guy did, man. That's already funny. Listen, <laughs> but this guy got arrested outside of the dorm, and he was like. Almost ass naked. I don't remember what he was doing or what drugs he was on, but it was crazy. He was like running up to the girls. He didn't have no pants on, like no nothing. So everything wow. just slinging everywhere. <laughs> and he just running up to women. Just, oh man, listen, man. I've I've seen a lot of crazy stuff my freshman year. I'm sure he has too. Like man. MTSU was crazy. Like it was wild. Yeah, that's. Mm. Mm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I I jumped in there, but I, I think there's still more yeah, of the story yeah, of how you guys right. came yeah. together. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, we met freshman year. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think we really talked a lot, but mm-hmm. we like I knew who he was and he knew who I was. Yeah, and I, you know, we talked a few times about doing music, but we just never like came together and did it. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, I think it was when we were close to graduating college, we were actually working at the same job. Yeah, yeah. and then I hit him up. I was like, "Hey, bro, you still do music?" And he was like, "Yeah." And then we, you know, exchanged information and stuff. And then ever since then, we just kept working, mm-hmm. kept putting it together. Yeah, so uh, yeah. we met back in 2012, and I think it took us. It had took, to be in like took us about four or five years yeah, to do our first song. Four together. or five yeah. years, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had to be. But I mean, it was worth the wait though, because I mean, I've worked with a lot of people, and the one thing I can say about him and about Esquire, the drive, the passion is there. That that says that get that gets people a long way with me if I see that, because mm-hmm. I'm willing to anything that I'm willing to do for myself, I do it for them. At this point, when it comes to music, for sure. So yeah, because I even me personally, I've worked with like a lot of people who say they want to do music or they have a passion for it, or then when it comes time, you know, to put in the work to sit down again in the studio or probably trying to come up with some ideas for some songs, or even put some money up for like a video shoot or something. It's just like you know, just always when flame the money out. Comes in. Yeah, they, yeah, they just yeah. they just always flame out. So it, mm-hmm. I know for me, it actually got to a point where. I didn't even like working with other people yeah. when it came to music because I had dealt with that so many yeah, times. Right. And then, you know, like I said, when I met T, he, I seen he was serious. Then a few years later, me and Esquire, he's serious too. So I'm like, all right, I feel like I'm in a – I got the right people around me to help get this going, you know, help push everything. But everybody out. should know us. We're starting something special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Wall-to-wall entertainment. Mm-hmm. Well, let's sure. go into that. Let's, uh, let's talk a little more about that, how you guys are going to be collaborating here coming up, as much as you want to tell us. Well, I don't want to give away too many secrets, but we're so, you know, for the people, you know, that are listening in, you know, we have a show coming up October 16th yes, and we do. it's, yes, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Uh, we are all, you know, collaborating with our DJ. Yes. The entertainment has a DJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're collaborating with the DJ, you know, on how to get our sets and everything set up. And we're going to make sure that, you know, we're going to put on the show. It's going to be, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. If you're in the area, I would for sure tell you to, you know, come, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to mm-hmm. be worth it. 
So we've got you guys. We've got Lord Goldie on yep. that. Mister mm-hmm. yep. One Ten, who's bringing Rambo Lee along with yep. him. Yep. Mm-hmm. One Ten is my guy. Yep. Yep. It's going to be a <laughs> night in Nashville hip hop over at the Cobra on Saturday, October sixteenth, which is this Saturday as of airing. So make sure you come on out in support. It's going to be a great night. Next yeah, Saturday, I can't wait. Yeah. Well, uh, next that, Saturday oh, is this recording. one airs. Okay. Yeah. But as airing. Of, <laughs> yeah. As of airing, Excuse I meant. Me, Did I say recording? I think I meant the other thing. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So, what about uh, what about studio projects? What are you guys cooking up? Mm. Uh, <laughs> Sunday dinner. <laughs> Sunday dinner. Bring the, bring your own cornbread. So I'll be honest. Esquire and Keith have been pressuring me about this song. So uh, everybody's probably going to get a song sooner than uh, we're ready for. It's called Catching Feelings. It features all three of us. Drop it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's just it, – it, the song sounds – the title is exactly what the song is about, mm-hmm. Catching Feelings. So, you know, everybody be on the lookout for that. That's one of many songs we'll have together. We're working on, you know, a collaborative album together. So it'll be it'll be something to listen to, you know, um, upcoming. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Any idea when that's going to drop? Not yet? No real timetable for that yet, but I would assume probably in the next few months. Probably not even that long. Really just depends on, you know, how long we can come up with, you know. The ideas. Yeah, the ideas and everything. We've already started on it, and I mean, right about now, you know, there probably will be a few solo songs from each of us, a few Mm -hmm. collaborative songs, so I mean... It'll be worth it'll be worth listening to for sure. It's, it's gonna be nice. Yeah, it's gonna be like a good mix of different yeah. kind of sounds and stuff on the song. So I can't yeah. wait. We gel real nice together. Yeah. There so, you go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Sunday dinner, <laughs> <laughs> collard greens, pinto beans. Keep going. <laughs> we got beans, greens, tomatoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's almost Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Can't yeah, wait for that to it. be everywhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So individually. Mm-hmm. Looking to the future, looking past the show on the 16th, which y'all should definitely come to if you're in Nashville or can get to Nashville. Looking past that project. I don't want to make this sound like where do you see yourself in five years, but what's your what's your long-term vision individually for your career? Um, I mean, I don't know. I would say for me to just keep doing what I'm doing, yeah. but being able to support my family with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to – you know, they say that you should use your job that you're at to fund your dreams mm-hmm. until you don't need that job anymore. Right. So that's within five yeah. years, hopefully sooner, yeah, I think, you know, I feel like I should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do what I love to do, music, photography, videography, whatever is needed, and be able to support my family with it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I really want to do, honestly. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just to touch base off that, I'm trying to be – you know what I'm saying? I want to be writing songs for other people, mm-hmm. writing mm-hmm. songs for myself, making money that way, this way, every type of way, up and down. You know what I'm saying? I just want to provide. I want to give my, my kids something. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that I didn't get because I'm not, I ain't trying to shit on my parents because they was very fucking good. But, I mean, as far as, like, furthering, further than what I got, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. furthering where I am, I just want to set them up. Mm-hmm. To be so much, so ahead of the game, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So, I mean, making money. Hell yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be up there, <laughs> like shows, all types of shows, arenas. I mean, five years. <laughs> yeah. Bridgestone you know sold out. Yeah, everything. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make some guap. Yeah. Um. Let's see. In five years, 
I feel like, man, in five years, if we're not, I want, I want to be able to gain more fans every day. I feel like if I'm not gaining at least one fan every day, then I'm messing up somewhere. And, you know, looking ahead five years from now, you know, I would love to be, you know, maybe on the stage, you know, winning an award for, you know, my music or, you know, even production or just anything. And then, you know, even further down the line, you know, maybe 20, 30 years from now, I want to be the guy that's, you know, head of a label. Like, I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy that's head of a label that's still making music. So you know how you see people like, you know, starting their own labels and I mean they're successful. I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy that, you know, when you see me, you're like, wow, that guy started from the very bottom, not taking the easy way out and has crawled and worked his way to the top. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, my end result, man, is I'm trying to be the big the big guy at the table. <laughs> I want to be the guy calling the shots. And big, I mean calling the shots league. calling the shots for the good though. I don't want to be the guys that's out here, you know, trying to maybe get over on people or mislead people. I want to do everything the right way. I feel like there's a lot of BS that happens in the music industry mm-hmm. and I don't want to carry that type of feel. Yeah. I feel like I want to give people the freedom to, you know, do things how they want to, but in a strategic manner, if that makes sense. Yeah. The BS definitely still exists, to your point, you know, Mm -hmm. but I I feel like there are more and more people like us, right, who are tired of it, number one, who want to change it, number two, and who are actively working every single day to change that. But that's the thing is it's two-degree turns, you know. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just happen, you know. It's what effort are you putting in every single day to get yourself incrementally bit by bit closer to that, closer to being able to make that change. And over time you find – you know, you're a lot further along than you were, yeah. mm-hmm. and it inspires you to go the rest of the way, yeah. you know. And with that said, you know, I say this on the show all the time. There's no finish line. There's always something yeah. new to do. Oh, yeah. There's, oh, yeah. there's always a new place to That's go. That's probably one thing about me that kind of sets me apart from some people is I feel like I will never be satisfied no matter where I am. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I only say that just because, I mean, hey, you know, if I make, let's, let's say, you know, I crawl to the top and I have the number one song on the billboard. That's fine, but can I put out another song that gets there? Mm-hmm. I want to keep trying to top that and see, you know, how many plays can I get? How many, you know, how many awards can I get? Like, you know, just all that. I want to really be that top tier person when it comes to all of that. Keep pushing that envelope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's going to do it. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's the saying. The true artist is never satisfied, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? Satisfied. And, you know, you see that trait, I think, in people who do endure over time, yeah. you know, who stand the test of time, who have those long careers, the 20, 25, 30-year careers at the top, is there's always some new way that they're trying to innovate, that they're trying to push their craft forward. They're not trying to put out the same project time after time. They're they're trying to work with different people. They're trying to branch out, reach new people, you know, and have an impact, you know, have a greater impact than you've had before, you know. And I think there's a part of us all as creatives we want to impact people. We want to reach people. Or why are we doing this? Yeah, right? right. You know, we want to inspire. You know, we want to inspire the next generations, whether it's our family, whether it's the, just people out there, you know, mm-hmm. the next people to come after us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, it, and that, that gives me another question, too. If there's one thing, one lesson that you've each learned and whoever wants to start that you would impart to the next generation of artists or the next generation of your family along your journey, what would that be? Uh shit. One lesson that I learned <laughs> is definitely like stay true to yourself mm-hmm. as far as like what you do and who you do it for and why you do it, you know. I mean 
you know, some people, you would put out a song or do some music and some people would be like, I think you need to do this or what about this and how about that, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I've learned if you just stay true to yourself, then like, no, nah, I'm gonna do it my way. I'm gonna do it like this, how I was thinking, how I was Somebody wanting like, to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You'll, I mean, it'll get out there. The, base, yeah. the ears will come, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like T. I mean, man, he just true to himself when it comes mm-hmm. to his music, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, you see the result that he's getting from it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's getting things done out here. And for me and Keith as well, you know? So, I mean, just stay true to yourself on why you do it. Who you doing it for? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're your own expert, and yeah. what you mm-hmm. do has an audience. Yeah, you know your authentic self has that audience. And, I mean, yeah, and take some constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. right criticism. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's criticism just to criticize, or yeah. if it's criticism just you know for the person giving it to hear themselves talk, that's not productive. And yeah. we've all heard that. We've then, all been on the receiving end. At that end point, of that, you right? become a hater. At that point, yeah, straight up, you know. Yeah. But like, take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Soak it in and shit. Either move on from it, adjust from what was said. You know what I'm saying? Because you only take constructive criticism from people who know you. Yeah. That's the only time you're going to get constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. You know? So, the one thing I want to say is the best people, or the, one, the piece of advice I want to give is, you know, always allow any and everybody to listen to your music. The reason I say that is because. A lot of people, you know, we all, and we all tend to do this. We all, you know, tend to let our family listen to, you know, what we make. Mm. And, you know, I'm not saying that this is always the case, but sometimes, you know, I feel like family will steer you the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I feel like the best listener you can have is someone who completely doesn't know you. They're not biased. They don't have Mm -hmm. any opinion on you. They don't know anything about you. Oh, yeah. I just feel like, you know, more people should probably take that approach of just, you know, allowing the, uh, the, the complete stranger, you know, to be a fan, pretty much. Because, yeah. I mean... Like you get I, better feedback from those yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, people, they, yeah. those people, they have their... You don't know what they listen to. You don't know who their artists are. You know, you don't know none of this stuff. Yeah. So it's like listening to somebody like me, if they don't know me, they're going to give me their honest feedback. Right. As opposed to a family member or a friend, you know, I mean, they may give honest feedback, but it may be, you know... They might try not to hurt your feelings. Yeah, it may be twisted or, you know, something based off of, you know, how they know you are as a person. Right. But a complete stranger doesn't don't know nothing about you. Mm -hmm. Or they might just not understand this world entirely. Yeah, yeah, that too. You know, because I find that too, because like my family, they're all back in New Jersey and they've all always just kind of worked regular jobs and did the nine to five thing. And it's like me out here doing this in my mid thirties, it's like there's not a whole lot of relatability there, yeah. you know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. but down here, you know, down here in Nashville, I'm surrounded with people like me who yeah. left home and yeah. are pursuing the thing, you know, left home at 18 and I ain't thought about going back. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go home now. And like, again, I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody or anything back home, but I go home now. And it's just like small town living. I'm like, I don't know how, <laughs> yeah. like when I was growing up in it and didn't know anything else, yeah. I'm like. Yeah. Man, this is the greatest thing in the world. And I go back now after three days, I'm like, get me back to Nashville. I can't do this anymore. It's crazy. Um, I guess one lesson I would give to people is don't be afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, go. Because if you're trying to follow your passion, you're trying to follow your dreams, you're putting all your blood, sweat, and tears into it, you're going to have moments where you fail. You're going to have moments where you feel like you wasted your time or maybe you didn't do this right or – Maybe you could have done something better. I feel like, you know, everybody goes through that. Um, 
that's a lesson that I had to learn. I had to learn that myself the hard way. Um, you know, don't be afraid to fail. So I would just, you know, just tell people, um, keep doing what you're doing. Um, you know, keep going, keep fighting through it. And all of your failures, all your failures, the failures that you've endured so far, there's always a lesson to learn from them. So figure out if you feel like you failed at something or you didn't quite reach your goal, try to figure out what you did wrong. So that way, when you come up to your next project or when you're working on something in the future, you already have that in the back of your mind to mm -hmm. take care of that. Mm -hmm. So I would just tell them, you know, just don't be afraid to fail. It's going to yeah. happen to everybody. I was in. Uh, it's interesting because I was listening to a podcast just this morning about fear and how ninety nine percent of the fears that we have aren't even real. Yeah, they're taught to us, you know, by some event in our lives, usually childhood. Some mm -hmm. somebody, you know, passed their fears, their learned fears down to us. The only fears that are real, you know, that are existential in nature, are loud noises and fear of falling, things that could actually bring about your demise. Right. Yeah. The rest of those fears are invented in the mind, whether it's somebody else's past to you or invented in your own mind based off of a, of a trauma. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to reteach yourself not to give into those fears. I mean, they're, they're there and they're wired into us, right? They don't go away. Yeah. But yeah. how we manage them and how we deal with them makes all the difference. Yeah. You know, the most successful people in the world are there because they learn to dance the right way with their fears. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of fears, this isn't really a fear, but uh, I get nervous every time I go on stage. I do, too. Before I perform, <laughs> I'm always nervous. I'm always nervous. I don't know what it is. It, maybe it's just the excitement of seeing, you know, all these eyes staring at me. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it gets to me a lot sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I don't never show it, but, yeah, deep down inside, it gets to me. But it, at the same time, though, it's like, you know, 10 seconds in, oh, I'm enjoying every part of it. Yeah. yeah, and and I mean I'm enjoying it before I even get on stage, but yeah, speaking of fears, you know that I won't say that's a fear, but you know, it's always it's always like a football game. Yeah, it's like, like it's like jitters. I don't playing games like yeah. playing football in high school. It's like you just like yeah. you just nervous, yeah. you, you know, before kickoff. But once you start hitting yeah. and you yeah. get that first hit, it's like oh yeah, I'm here. Let's mm -hmm. get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much, guys, for coming on. We are coming up on time, but we have T. Walls, Esquire, Keith Mosley joining us. Three of the five artists performing, three of the six, uh, Rambo's in there as well, on a night of Nashville hip-hop at the Cobra, Saturday, October 16th. Very excited. Lord Goldie, Mr. 110, and Rambo Lee also joining us on that bill. It's going to be a very good night, just like this was a great conversation. And before I let you guys go and do my sign-off stuff, I want to give you guys each a chance to tell people where they can learn more about you online. You know, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Esquire Bands. E-S-Q-U-I-R-E-B-A-N-D-Z. Yeah, three. I was about to say maybe maybe two, three more Zs, but it'll pop up. You know what I'm saying? Just get that first Z in there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Line underscore behind on Twitter. You feel me? Uh, that's my coaching days, but I use my Twitter now as music. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I, I mean, yeah, uh, Chris Voice, I got him coming perform with me mm -hmm. from Little Hamilton Park from back in the day. So, yeah. But, yeah, you can find me there. I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> T. Walls. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at it's T. Walls. It's a spell I-T-S and then T. Walls. You can also find me on any streaming platform by searching T-Walls. 
to be honest, if you want to just find me, just Google T Walls. I've done it. Everybody else has done it. I'll pop up. <laughs> I got. <laughs> I also have several videos on YouTube. Each one has a different, you know, it's all shot by different people, and I try to just work with a lot of different people to give everybody exposure. So go check those out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can also follow the label Wall to Wall Entertainment. Um, it's still a work in progress um, on some of the social sites, but I'm getting there. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Mosley Music. That's M-O-S-L-E-Y underscore music. Um, all streaming platforms, however you listen to music, just search for Keith Mosley. I'm going to pop up. Um, I just dropped an EP about a month, two months ago called Therapy Sessions for a track EP. Uh, part two will be uh, available everywhere. It'll be this Saturday, but by the time this airs, it'll already be out. So if you're listening to us, um, you know, go ahead and search that up, Therapy Sessions Part 2, and you'll find me there as well. Also, with that being said, he just reminded me. Don't forget to go listen to the other albums. My boy Esquire just put out one. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell you yeah. something. All that, streaming that, platforms. <laughs> listen, all streaming platforms, and it's worth it. It yeah. is worth it. I have a new single coming soon. I'm not going to tell y'all what it is or what it's about, but you follow me, you'll be able to keep up. And don't get caught off guard when you listen to that Esquire off guard now. We telling you right now. We telling you right now. It's something for you to go listen to. And we ain't got no rules for yeah, night. treat your ears. Go and treat your ears now. You ain't gonna be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And all all three artists here, all, all the artists on this Saturday show featured on UMC Twenty this week as well. So you'll get a nice taste of the show if you listen to UMC Twenty, our official playlist at Underground yeah. Music Collective. Shout out UMC. Yeah, if you guys listen to that, that'll make you come to the show. Yeah. I know it will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out. So this has been the Quinn Spin. You got two ends in Quinn, two ends in Spin. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, and more. You can also find us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can also find out more about the show on undergroundmusiccollective.com, our central hub. You find that on all the socials as well. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And like I said, the UMC 20 playlist is on Spotify. And that show on the 16th, presented by Nash Live, NashLive.live. That is our rebranded event platform here in the Underground Music Collective family. And of course, we're working together with Music City Movement here in town on a lot of those shows. Time featuring Timothy Miles, Watch Your Back, is our closing theme song here at the Quinspin, and I'm going to let it play right now. I'm going to watch your back.
But you've been making moves like Madonna And I'm out here being so broke and your kiss will me down When I'm getting hurt in my head Checking every corner when we're going downtown I just wanna go in the last to rip But you know how to hold me back You know how to slow me down You say that I'm all you need You say that I make you proud You ain't no dozen roses You are the golden words from a Moses We in the river, we gonna roll this You are my star, I hope you know this I don't gotta watch your back You know that I'm right behind you Just know and hold me 